0: Praise God. I really believe God is going to use Brother Puentes to speak to us. Brother Puentes, come preach the word of the Lord to us. Let's get behind the man of God. Amen. Amen. Let's give that unto the Lord. Why don't we, this moment, let's give a hand clap of praise unto Jesus. Oh, we love you, Lord. We glorify you today, Jesus. On a Sunday morning, God, we elevate our voice, and we worship you, Lord. We clap our hands unto you because you are worthy. Only you are worthy, Jesus. Only you are worthy, God, of our praise, our adoration, our exaltation today. We exalt you. We worship you, Lord. In the midst of a pandemic, God, we are still willing to lift your name on high. Because you are all-powerful, you are almighty, you are Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. We believe in you, we have faith, God, that you are still in control, you are still in your throne. And we worship you because you deserve it, Lord. You deserve it in this house. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Amen. Praise God. It is an honor and a privilege to be here uh, with each and every one of you. Um, it's a beautiful church here uh, in Alameda, California. i uh, give honor to Pastor Prado and his wife and beautiful family and wonderful leadership of this church. Um, for those that don't know me, my name is David Puentes. I hail from the beautiful city of New York. Amen. And so um, I was born in Brooklyn, and uh, my father pastors a church there in Manhattan, and uh, my first language is Spanish ¿Cuántos dicen Gloria a Dios? <laughs> so my first language is Spanish and through the schooling system and you know education I started learning English and all of a sudden I started speaking a little bit better English than I did Spanish but I still got it, amen, praise God uh, my wife does not speak a lick of Spanish so sometimes I you know sneak in some Spanish words so she don't know what I'm saying, praise the Lord <laughs> amen but that's all right yeah that's all right she'll take out google translate try to see what i'm talking about amen praise the lord but it's an honor and a privilege to be here before you all in the presence of the lord let's open our bibles to second kings amen chapter four Uh, beautiful sanctuary you guys have here amen and uh just so grateful for the opportunity the, the invitation to be here Give honor to my pastor, Pastor Nathaniel Haney, out there in Stockton, California, for giving me this opportunity as well. Amen. Praise God. We're going to go to 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 32. When you have it, you can say amen. Amen. We read the word of the Lord, and it says, And when Elijah was coming to the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. He went in therefore and shut the door upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord and he went up and laid upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hand upon his hand and he stretched himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro and went up and stretched himself upon him and the child sneezed seven times the child opened his eyes and he called Gehazi and said call this Shunammite so he called her and when she was come in unto him he said take up thy son and she went in and fell at his feet and bowed herself to the ground and took up her son and went out I want to preach this morning. He was stretched for our revival. He was stretched for our revival. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Let's put our Bibles aside, and let's just entertain what we feel in this house this morning. Let's lift our hands, close our eyes, lift our voice. Jesus, we love you. I'm asking, Lord, that your spirit be in this house, God. Oh Lord, this is your house and it's a house of prayer. I'm praying right now, Lord, that your spirit begin to move, begin to touch, begin to revive, Lord, begin to pick up what's been fallen. Lord, to restore what has been damaged. Lord, to heal what has been broken. I'm asking your spirit today, God, to sweep through this house in the name of Jesus. Why don't you ask him, Lord, touch my mind today. Let me see how you see, Lord. Put your eyes upon my eyes. Put your mouth upon my mouth. Let me speak what you want me to say, Lord. Let me do with your, with my hands what you want me to do. Empower me today to see the situation differently. Empower me today to see what's going on behind the scenes. Lord, anoint my eyes, my mouth, my hands, my body, Lord, in the name of Jesus, let the anointing oil come before me. The mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Clap your hands unto the Lord one more time, and ye may be seated. Amen. Stretched for our revival. It's interesting if we take a look throughout Scripture, one of the greatest miracles that Jesus ever performed here on earth has to be found in John chapter 11. John chapter 11 is a narrative that speaks of the resurrection of Lazarus. This was something to this specific magnitude that was never done. It was never seen before. A man in the grave for four days and he came forth and was resurrected from the dead. We realize that that he was notified of his death or he was notified of his sickness through mary and martha mary and martha sent someone to go and grab the attention of jesus and says thou friend the one that thou lovest is sick he is uh, on the brink of death. He is so close to dying. This situation is almost going to be terminated. We need you to come before this is settled. We need you to come before the rock is rolled before the tomb and, and he is bounded up and he is uh, 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 he is buried in that exact place. We need you to come while you still have a chance to do something. Once he dies, there is no other way. Once he is dead and once he is buried, there is no other hope hope. Uh, We need you to come before that happens. And so Jesus purposely waits in the place where he is at. Bible says that he waits two days, but it's interesting to note that he turns around to his disciples knowing that Lazarus is dead, but yet considers him asleep. Because some things that this world and society deem as dead, God just deems as dormant. Uh, Is this all right if I preach here for just a little while? Society may tell you your child is lost and lost forever. The schooling system may say your child cannot do nothing. Uh, But God says, I don't see death, I see dormancy. They may be addicted to drugs or alcohol. They may be in a bad toxic relationship, but I see power and potential inside of their lives. I'm here to tell somebody don't categorize your situation according to society and the world view. Jesus sees it as a sleep as dormant that still has an opportunity to get up. And he told his disciples, "I'm going to wake up Lazarus from his sleep. He is not dead, but he is a sleeper and i'm about to wake him up hallelujah i'm glad that i know a god that doesn't see impossible situations but he sees potential and power even in the impossible hallelujah hallelujah And I feel a lot of dead situations in this house. I feel some of you carrying some dead weight unto this altar and into this sanctuary. But I'm telling you, don't you let that hinder your praise and your worship because we're supposed to give worship that is alive unto the Lord because he still lives. And because he lives, our situation is not done for. Our situation is not dead. It lays dormant. i'm glad i serve a god that categorizes things not by what we see it as but he categorizes things by the glory of god the sickness is not unto death but it's for god to be glorified I believe some things may need to die in our lives so when God comes in he gets the glory and it wasn't a 12 step program that got your child out of it it wasn't a psychiatrist that got your child out of my God I feel the Holy Ghost right now It, 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 it wasn't this program or this book or this philosopher that got your situation out of it but this was for the glory of God to be manifested so you can say in your mind and in your heart this was nothing but the hand of God working on my hallelujah 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 I'm glad I serve a God that sees it as dormancy and not death he says I'm gonna go and wake up Lazarus I'ma wake him up cause he's asleep. The Bible says he comes to Martha and Marie and, and, and Mary and he begins to talk with them. And they said, if you were only here before when he was sick, he would have never died, Jesus, cause I believe you to heal the sick, but I don't believe you to resurrect the dead. I, I believe you that you have power to sick a head, to, to heal a headache, uh, but I don't know about cancer or a tumor. I don't know about a, a, a specific situation that's too tough for you to handle. I I, I I can believe you for a stomach ache, but stomach cancer, I don't know if that is possible for you. And Jesus turns to her and said, I am the resurrection and the life. And if any would believe in me, though he be dead, he shall. Live again. Uh, I'm here to tell you he's not just a healer. He resurrects dead situations. Uh, He is not just uh, someone that makes it whole. Uh, He resurrects everything that may be dead in someone's life. My God. This child in 2 Kings chapter 4 is found dead. The Bible says that. Elijah first sends out his rod. He sends out his staff. And- tells his servant go and take this staff and lay it upon the child and the Bible says that the young man ran as quick as possible to the house and laid his staff upon the child but there was no sound there was no noise that was produced from this Uh, I believe if we are to mimic this and we are to kind of use it as a typology about Christ uh, we understand that the staff can represent the law staff can represent the very things uh, that God gave Moses in the Mount Sinai. Rules and regulations and laws. uh, That's what the staff would would represent. The staff is very something of correction, something of guidance, something of leadership. It was what a shepherd would use to chastise sometimes or to correct or to guide and to lead. And, and, And God sent the law to try to revive man. And God sent the law to try to make man live again but that didn't work but i'm glad god didn't send someone else on his behalf like elijah he came to himself like elijah he himself had to enter into the room i'm glad jesus is not a second person in a trinity but i'm glad god came himself I'm glad God came himself and he was stretched before humanity. His mouth was upon our mouth. His eyes were upon our eyes. His hands were upon our hands so he can give us life. Hallelujah. I'm glad he didn't send someone else to do his job. I'm glad he didn't send some other entity or some other personality. I'm glad God came himself and he was manifested in the flesh and he dwelt among us. I'm glad though the law was unable to work through the sinfulness of flesh, God sending his son in the likeness of sinful flesh condemned sin in the flesh. I'm glad that today we are quickened together with Christ by grace ye are. Are saved, and we have been raised up together with Him and made us sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He came Himself. I'm here to tell somebody He came Himself. The staff couldn't work, the law was unable to do it, the commandments were unable to do it. We're trying to find and follow rules and regulations but they were still dead in their sins and in their trespasses but when the Holy Ghost fell when the Spirit of God fell And it baptized each and every one of us. It did something the law could not do. It gave us life. For the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. I'm here to tell somebody, you got the Holy Ghost. You are alive in Christ. You are not dead to sins and trespasses. But you've been quickened together with Christ. Revival. Is of three things it is when we begin to see like he sees when we begin to speak like he speaks and when we begin to do what he does his hands were stretched his mouth was upon our mouth his eyes was upon our eyes I believe Calvary was a stretching of Jesus Christ, his arms being oh nailed to a cross stretched beyond measure that blood gushing down to his eyes his mouth being baffled and being hit and being silent in a mistrial silent in the biggest injustice in human history a man that was innocent and righteous dying for us but i believe he was silent so today we can speak I believe he was stretched so today we may have life I believe his hands were nailed so that today we can operate in the power of the Holy Ghost I I believe his eyes were unable to see to some degree so that today we are able to open our eyes and to see what God is doing in Alameda California I'm here to tell you you better get the eyes of the Lord and realize there's a harvest that's in Alameda California there is a revival that's in Alameda, California and if you would just connect your eyes with his eyes you would connect your mouth to his mouth you would connect your hands to his hands I understand something the Bible says that Elijah walks into a room and all he sees is a dead man a dead young person But he stretches himself upon him and he feels the warmth coming into his body another man young person book of acts chapter 20 he was there listening to paul's long sermon and as paul was taking his sweet time all of a sudden this young fellow was battling with the spirit of slumber And the Bible says that he fell out of a third-story window and collapsed to his death. You did not need a physician to come and tell you if this man was alive or not. It was visible. You could see it. There's no hope in this boy. This boy is dead. There's no other way this boy could ever live. You don't need an autopsy to tell you the sign of death or the cause of death. You didn't need a diagnosis. You understood and realized there is no breath in this man. There is no breath in this young man. And and Paul came uh, to the situation, and the Bible says that he embraced him. He he didn't only see what was going on, but he embraced the child. Uh, He embraced the young person, uh, the young man. He embraced, and after embracing him, the Bible says uh, in a specific translation, it says, don't you be troubled. There's still life in him. I came by the unction of the Holy Ghost to come to ask you a question. I didn't come to ask you what you see. I come to ask you what do you feel. Is this alright pastor if I just talk a little bit. I, I, I didn't come to ask you what you saw in your certain situation. I didn't come. What, what, I didn't come to tell you what you saw as you came to Alameda, as you walked in through those doors, as you passed through the different people that were walking around. I didn't come to ask you what you saw. I came to ask you what did you feel? What did you feel? What did you feel? I saw a dead man, but I felt warmth coming into his body. I saw a dead child, but I felt a heartbeat. Inside of him, I'm not just living by what I see. I'm living by what I feel. And I may see the expenses of Alameda, but I feel revival. I feel... Oh my God. I may see the obstacles, but I feel a warmth, a Holy Ghost fire. I'm gonna ask you again, what do you feel? I'm gonna ask you again, what do you feel? What do you feel towards your family? What do you feel towards your household? What do you feel? I stepped into this city, I tell you something, I felt something so powerful. And it was contrary to what I saw. Because you got to understand the winds are blowing in the valley of the dry bones. And all we see are dry bones, but we feel a wind. we we, we feel a wind uh, ushering into this house we feel a wind ushering into that valley of dry bones Uh, and according to the feeling he began to speak and began to say to the four winds come and bring these bodies back together come and everything that's scattered bring it together again come and blow life into what is dead I feel a warmth in this house I feel a Holy Ghost warmth in this house. You got to embrace some dead situations in your life. got to embrace a calling you thought was dead a ministry you thought was not there you got to embrace an anointing you thought you could never have you got to embrace that child you thought was lost and as you embrace you'll begin to feel something different than what you actually see i see a dead child but i feel warmth i see a dead child but i feel warmth I'm going to ask you again, what do you feel? I'm going to ask you again, what do you feel? I feel revival coming to Alameda. I, I, I feel revival coming to Alameda, California. You guys are so close to the airport. As I was driving by the airport, you know what the Lord said? Lord said, just as many planes come and go, from different nations and different countries and they come and they settle here and they come and they leave again. That's what I've called this church to be. A port of apostolic ministry where people will come. They will learn. They will be filled with the Holy Ghost. They will be baptized in Jesus' name. Gifts of the Spirit will be dispersed unto them and then they'll be sent off to different places all around this world. I see ministries in this house whether you see mistakes i see ministries whether you see failures i see favor upon your life but god said i'm getting i'm getting ready to anoint your mouth anoint your eyes that you may see because we're about to see how god sees we're about to talk like god talks and we're about to do what jesus did on this earth miracle signs and what I wish somebody would just be with me right now, with some faith uh, in this house that would believe it uh, and say, "Yeah, I've been wo- I've been lukewarm for a little while. Huh? Yeah, I may have fallen from a third-story window, huh? but there is still life inside of you. Hallelujah! There's still life. There's still life. I don't call things dead; I call them dormant." I don't call callings dead. I call them dormant. Because I tell you something, the Holy Ghost seeds never die. They just lay dormant. Waiting for the rain to come. To hit the ground. And for that seed to begin to burst forth in fruitfulness. There's things God spoke inside of your heart and inside of your mind and inside of your spirit. It may be a couple years. It may be a couple months. And you're not sure if it's going to happen. I'm here to tell you in the Holy Ghost, you're going to feel something this morning. Are you listening to me in this house? You're going to feel something. You're going to feel the ground begin to shake and tremble as something is preparing to break forth in the land. Something is being prepared to break forth in the ground. I feel it. I may not see it, brother. I may not see that little sprout. I may not see that leaf come forth. But if I get close enough, I'm going I'm to hear it and I'm going to feel it. That something is shaking. Something is preparing itself to bring forth something. I feel a warmth. I feel a warmth that will turn into a heat. And that heat will be so hot, it will bring anything to life. I feel a fire in this house that's getting warm, but it's going to get hotter. And as it gets hotter, anything that's thrown in will come to life in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you God is preparing a move of the Spirit in this house so when your child comes back to church when your son comes back to church when your husband comes back to church when your wife comes back to church it's not gonna take a month two months two years three years it's gonna take one altar service it's gonna it's gonna take one altar service it's gonna take what You know, this is a very hard place to break. I've worked Uber here my college years, man. I was up and down this place, Oakland Airport, right here. I pick up people all the time. And there's just something about their mindset. So business oriented. And there's nothing wrong with that. But to a certain degree, they find themselves within a certain self-righteousness that hey, I don't need anything else, I'm fine, I'm good. I got my lifestyle, I got my paycheck, I got my car, and I got my house. I'm good. But you know what this pandemic did? It shook some people up and made them realize that money is not everything. That cars and possessions are not everything. What is a car valuable for if it stays in a garage and you can't go nowhere? What is money going to be in as an expense if you can't even pay or go somewhere or go here or go there? So what's going on? There was a shakening that happened through the pandemic revealing a greater need in their lives that they're now looking and searching for. And I'm here to tell somebody that somebody that you spoke to at the very first time that told you, no, I'm not going to church. I'm not going there to that place. They're crazy. They're brainwashed. They're lunatics. Uh, you, you, they're teaching you something you're not supposed to be. Not, uh, they're, they're telling you all these different lies and all this kind of stuff. I'm going to tell you, go back to them. i'm gonna tell you go back to them well brother i see an alcoholic brother i see a drug addict brother i see a businessman with a nice tie and a nice suit up brother i see someone dead. so spiritually why don't you embrace them and tell me what you feel well why don't why don't you embrace them and tell me what you feel Because it takes a couple days of death for that body to get so stone cold hard. That knee has no feelings. He has no emotions. He can't feel anything and he doesn't sense anything. And some of your children and some of the people you're trying to win to God, they're so stone cold dead. They can't feel any emotion. They can't feel any sensitivity. They can't feel anything. But once you embrace them, the fire that's within you, The fire that's within you starts transferring. And all of a sudden, you start feeling a warmth. I'm feeling something in this place. I'm feeling something in this man. I'm feeling something in this daughter. I'm feeling something in this son. I'm feeling something in this young man. I feel something because there is a transferring happening. The fire that's within me, it's getting to a stone cold hard. Dead individual that don't want nothing with God. But I decided to embrace what was dead so a miracle of of resurrection can happen. I'm willing to take the stone away and loose the man as he comes out because I believe God's going to bring them back to life. I believe God has a will and a plan for their life. I may see mistakes and failures, but God sees a purpose and a potential inside of their lives. God sees life in the most uncircumstantial, God sees life in the most unusual places that's why he calls them dormant and not death they're not dead they're asleep because someone that is dead is not just dead physically they're dead spiritually but death isn't necessarily the soul leaving the body death is a separation from Jesus I understand. You you with me right now? So that's why Jesus calls them asleep because he says, I'm about to get close to them i'm about i'm about to draw near to them so they're just sleeping as i get there because when i get there that separation of death will no longer be there and i'm gonna be there and i'm gonna produce life inside of them because i am the resurrection and the life i'm here to tell you it's not a done deal it's not over yet god's not finished with this church god's not finished with this city god's not finished with your family god's not finished with your children god's not i need to someone to believe me right now and to shout amen with everything that you got. God is not done with it yet. He calls it dormant, not dead. All they need is an encounter with life and life more abundantly. Clap your hands until the Lord if you believe it. I feel to tell this thing this this church. I I, I know some of you don't know me and I I understand I'm you know I, I haven't been to this church before but I I felt the Lord talk to me about something. It's about a sword in the spirit. A sword in the spirit some of you, you've been broken and beaten because of the circumstances of a, of a child, of a of a daughter, of a of a lost loved one, and and those situations have beaten you, have plastered you. But you got to understand that scenario, that very thing that was going on in your life was to produce a sword of the spirit for you to wield and for you to use against the lies of the enemy. A blacksmith, when shaping a sword, puts it through the fire, takes it out and takes the hammer and begins to hammer it, begins to beat it, begins to mold it and sharpen it and brings it to the grinder and begins to shave some things off of it. This process is uncomfortable. This process is painful. But at the end of the day, it makes it useful and it makes it valuable for its purpose and for its use. The Bible states in Ephesians chapter 6, right? Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The word of translated there is not logos it's rhema in other words that's not the thought or the thinking of god it's the audible voice of the lord so when you got a word from god when you were in this altar and you lifted up your hands and god spoke so audibly into your heart and into your mind he didn't only just give you a word he gave you a weapon And that word got beaten in 2020. That word was, you doubted it for so long. That word was tried in the fire. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. That word was beaten and sent to the grinder, and some things were shapened, and some things were taken out, and it was in an uncomfortable season. And you said, "God, when is this going to happen? God, when, 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 are you going to make this come to pass?" And the Lord said, "I'm sharpening the sword I gave you. So when I give it to you, and you have it, you're able to fight against every lie of the devil, every deceiving spirit, every doctrine of devils that are wanting to discourage you and." wanting to bring you down i'm here to tell somebody you may, you may have been beaten and may have been shattered and you may have been grinded but it's for your good and it's for the sword to work in your life and i and on your behalf and on the behalf of your family because as the olive is crushed and it is beaten oil is being produced 2020 may have beaten you up. It may have crushed you and may have battered you and you see the state of yourself as being broken and useless but you need to feel the oil leaving you in that moment my God I feel the Holy Ghost as you were being beaten as you were being battered through the situations of life through a pandemic through a pestilence there was oil being produced there was oil that was flowing there was oil that was leaving you it was reaching your child it was reaching reaching your baby it was reaching your family it was reaching your church i'm telling you 2020 in the darkness that it was in the pestilence that it was in such a horrible season that it may have been it produced ministries of oil ministries of oil ministries of oil ministries i want you to close your eyes i want you to lift your hands And I want you to yield to what you feel in this house. I want you to yield to what you feel in this house. Not to what you see. You've allowed what you see to determine your worship, to determine your praise, to determine your fervency, to determine your prayer, to determine. You've allowed what you see to hinder and to determine what you exude, what you release. You have allowed what you see, but today I'm not asking you what you see. I'm asking you, what do you feel in this house, inside of you? i feel a warmth of revival burning in alameda california i feel oil coming out of me i feel a hot burning oil coming out of my spirit out of my heart and out of my soul It doesn't matter how far you fell from. It doesn't matter if it was a three-story building or a skyscraper. The Lord is here to lift you up. The Holy Ghost is here to lift you up. It's here to give you life. I feel a warmth in this house. What do, what do you feel? What do you feel? What do you feel? What do you feel? I feel something burning, preacher. I feel something setting on fire, preacher. I feel life coming back into me, preacher. I feel purpose coming back into me, preacher. I'm not a device of the devil. I'm not a tool for singing. I got let it flow in this house let it flow in this house oil 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 wield your sword wield your beaten and battered sword wield your word from God wield it against the lies of Satan ilamanda i te coranta we're going to see revival in this house we're going to see revival in this land all oh, because the, 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 the ladder will be greater than the former, says the Lord we're going to see great things happen why? because our eyes were aligned with his eyes our mouth was aligned with his mouth our hands were aligned with his hands we're going to do things under the unction and the power of the Holy Ghost. I see a broken individual pastor. I see a person that's stuck in sin. I see someone that's been broken and beaten. Well what do you feel? What do you feel? What do you feel? Manaka say in na Imana Sata mm-hmm. Narasan de Mileko Soto Yanda. Why don't you let the Father speak right now? Why don't you speak in tongues if you got the Holy Ghost? Why don't you let hey, Why don't you let him talk through you right now? Let your mouth be aligned with his mouth. That's revival. When people start speaking in other tongues. Oh brother, I haven't spoken in another tongue in a while. I haven't spoken in tongues since since 2019. Well today's your day. I feel a war come on inside of your spirit yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. come alive come alive come alive yes. Lazarus come forth <laughs> I feel some spiritually dead people coming alive right now. I feel some people that were stone cold hard, no sensitivity no emotion all of a sudden life is coming into them. All of a sudden you feel a warmth of the Holy Ghost. All of a sudden you feel a fire burning inside of their soul. All of a sudden they begin to talk a little different all of a sudden they begin to see a little different. I'm not seeing the negative things of life. I'm not seeing the obstacles or the hidden I'm seeing the power of God. Young people, don't you be intimidated by the society. Don't you be intimidated by what the society says you should say. By what the society says you should see. By what the society says you should do with your hands. No, we're not aligned with society. We're not aligned with this world. We're aligned with Jesus. Well, it's so embarrassing you speaking in tongues. It's so embarrassing you saying something you don't know what to say. I'm not aligned with the devil. I'm not aligned with the world. I'm not saying what they're saying on Instagram. I'm not seeing what they're seeing on TikTok. I'm seeing dreams and visions, baby. I'm prophesying in the spirit. I'm doing miracle signs and wonders! Some of you got to unalign yourself from the from the system of this world. You got to unalign yourself from the system of this world. And align yourself back to God. Get that revival back in your spirit. Get that revival back in your mind. Start talking like God talks. Start seeing how God sees. Start doing what God is doing. Hallelujah. Shikayana. Ooh. 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 He was stretched for our revival He was silenced so we can speak Against the lie of the devil And we can point our finger to that saying And say devil you're a liar And you're the father of all lies I want you to stand with me. I want you to stand with me. Some of you are feeling, God, like you haven't felt Him before in a long time. And it's because you finally unaligned yourself with Netflix, with social media, with all this trash. You begin to align yourself with God. God, I want to speak what you want me to speak. prophecy. I want to see visions, God. I'm tired of seeing what the news outlet is showing me. I'm tired of seeing what the newspapers are printing out. I'm tired of seeing the news reports and the breaking news. I want to see what you have to show me. I want you allow my eyes to see what you see and our hands are aligned with His and we do what He wants us to do I I, I feel gifts of the Spirit in this house I feel gifts of the Spirit in this house if you have a child next to you I want you to to grab them I want you to, to ask them to lift their hands I want you to ask them to lift their lift their heads, I want you to, instruct them to close their eyes, If you're a young person in this place, I want you to do the same. I want you to stand, if you're under 30, under 35, I want you to stand, and I want you to lift your hands, lift your head, close your eyes. If you're an elder in this house, I want you to do the same. I want you to stand, I want you to lift your hands, I want you to lift your, lift your head, because we're about to be aligned with Christ this is his work this is his kingdom and he wants to use us in this end time to fill this church up with souls to be baptized in Jesus name filled with the Holy Ghost but children you need to start prophesying young people you need to start seeing visions elders you gotta start seeing dreams dreams to get aligned with the eyes of Jesus. We got to get aligned with the hands of the Lord. We got to get aligned with the mouth of God. I need to begin to speak out. I need to begin to speak me to see I believe there are gifts of the spirit being dispersed all over this house right now the gift of word of wisdom the gift of word of knowledge the gift of prophecy the gift of faith the gift of working of miracles someone shout right now someone lift your voice right now someone shout Jesus